0: Welcome to Nearly Sacred, Episode 8, a podcast where we talk about everything mystical, spiritual, or at least nearly so. I'm Jo Bell Schertzinger along with Melissa Sims. Today we have Leslie Cottle. Leslie is an actress, filmmaker, model, poet, writer, and a French mysteries researcher, a modern day Renaissance lady. All right, Leslie, are you there?
1: I am. Hi. Hey. Long time hey, no hey, talk to. <laughs>
2: I know. How, how are you? Been. I'm good. How are you this evening? I'm amazing, thank you. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing great. After a little bit of uh, trying to get this thing going, the power of Christ compelled our podcast. Right, we had to like
0: sacrifice a few goats, and you know, AM
2: over here, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's
0: almost like these mysteries don't want to be talked about.
2: <laughs> well, that's just too darn bad. Right, we're going
1: to do it this time anyway. Although, okay, we will get into kind of how there is this strange feeling with people who have um, gotten into these mysteries and traveled and experienced some strange things. You don't really want to talk about it that often.
2: Well, we need to talk about that.
1: Okay. So first of all, I think what we need to do is discuss a little bit about how our background, how you and I got to know each other and become friends and end up in France together.
2: Right. That was quite something. It mm-hmm.
1: really was. So you and I met in a group, and I'm not going to get into major details about this group. It was a Facebook yep. group that we got into. I kind of got accidentally pulled into it. and um,
0: No accidents.
1: Well, right. <laughs> I put that into finger air, finger quotes. Uh, however, uh, I noticed right away, you kind of caught my eye in the group because you were very cheerful, very sweet. And, uh uh, very accommodating when some people weren't being always very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you you always were very cordial. The, the uh, peacekeeper. I try to be. You were the peacekeeper, and Aww. <laughs> <laughs> she she was. And so um, you and I started to discuss a few things, and we started to notice a few similarities.
2: Exactly. And do you remember what the first blaring one was?
1: It was the
2: clock. The clock. Yes. Now, that is just too difficult to write off as a coincidence. We know there's no such thing as coincidences, right. but that one, right. um, w- so, where do we even start?
1: Well... Alright, so one of the things we said I think you saw a picture, I can't remember exactly how it went, but
2: I uh, had not in- posted a picture. You posted
1: a picture that's right, of, um, of this clock, and I noticed right away that it was exactly the same antique clock that I had inherited from my parents. It had been a clock that I, you know, captured my um, imagination as a child and uh, I just thought that was kind of strange. Um, <laughs> you had the same clock. How did you get yours by the way?
2: Uh, but Back in, in, in my other life, um, <laughs> as a newlywed living in Vermont, um, we were antique hunting and went into this this old antique store in Burlington, Vermont, and I just went, oh my God, I have to have that clock. It just it grabbed me, and uh, bing, bang, boom, it's been with me ever since. I, I did manage to get it away from uh you know my other life and brought it with me Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) this Mm -hmm. this sounds like one of those creepy stories at the beginning of a movie where you walk into an antique store and you find a clock that calls to you and then later on yeah
2: you you find out what the real story (laughs) is that's right um, so so that was how I got it and it's been with me ever since and it's been in several movies that I've done uh it's just sort of been a a cornerstone of my um creative life
1: Hmm. so you used it kind of for inspiration
2: yeah it was it was like one of the lead head leading role in one of my films
0: (laughs) your head leading man the clock see also clock
2: yeah (laughs) but that that sort of talks about my uh, personal life a little bit but anyway Mm -hmm. um so so that's how um i ended up with my clock and then you noticed it and then we started comparing notes
1: right and there was many more i mean both of our fathers drove a truck for a living, and uh, many. I I call you a city mouse, and I'm country mouse because uh, I wanted desperately to be a model and an actress growing up, and I never quite was able to reach it. But you actually did, so you became an actress.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I
2: did. It was my dream um, when I grew up on the on the farm back as a little girl, and uh, I just. I'm not quite sure how I did it, but boy, it wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but I um, I was bound and determined, and I did that for at least a good decade nonstop, and it, it was a really interesting ride.
3: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
2: still do it a little bit, but I, I've taken a step back and do more research stuff and um, personal stuff, creative stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but um, it's a true passion of mine, and I started off modeling, and then acting, and then filmmaking, and... So and always writing poetry in between all
0: of that. So I did pretty much the same thing. That's how everybody it's knows you. me. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen all your sexy modeling shots. <laughs> I know. Danielle. I had to get the flowing locks going in a lot of them.
2: <laughs> you should post those.
0: I'll do that. Yeah,
1: let's do. I'll have
0: yeah, to, I'll have to remember should.
3: that.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, what got you in? Let's. Let's. I'm gonna just jump in here real quick and say that what got me into the French mysteries um, was well, it was started out with a love for. Israel and I went to Israel in 1998 and traveled to the northern to northern Israel, and um, I felt this presence like uh, I really kind of felt, you know, Mary Magdalene and Yeshua's presence there, and it kind of started me off, and and that's where I got my start in oils as well when I uh, visited my uh, I call him my oils guy Avraham Sands' place uh, Mm -hmm. called uh, Keteret. At the time, it was called um But uh, then I came home and it, it, I just kept going into deeper and deeper when I ended up becoming friends with my friend Stuart. Then we started doing all these weird mystery, um, strange, um, I guess what do you call them? Mysteries or. I don't know, but anyway, we were involved, Da Vinci Cody stuff, I guess is what I, I don't know how else to put it for people to understand, Um, where that basically says that Mary Magdalene and Yeshua married, had kids, she ended up in the south of France. Exactly. How did you get involved in this?
3: Oh,
2: my God, have you got an hour? (laughs) Right. We do, actually. Uh, Okay, so I'll try and make this quick. Uh, Starting from, I'd say, maybe from being an amoeba, I... um, I was just obsessed with going home to the castles, it, living on a farm, tiny little girl saying, what am I doing here? Why am I here? <laughs> I want to go home. I had that same problem. Yeah. And I literally would pack my bags and go sit at the edge of the driveway waiting for my royal family to come and get me. Wow. So um, that, That's normal. Yeah, very normal. And uh, I had this thing about France. um Growing up, by the time I hit high school, I was all about just, I have to go to France, I have to go to France, I got to go to Paris. Paris was really pinging at that point. And then I started researching Marie Antoinette. And then alarm bells started to go off, and I really dug deep into that. And and that's when I started going to Paris. And when I started going to Paris is when I finally felt, for the first time in my life, that I was home. It was the strangest feeling mm-hmm. going somewhere for the first time and saying, Oh, it's about time, <laughs> I'm home. Right. And, and recognizing things or knowing that something was changed, like, Well, that didn't look like that before. Or, and I went to um, Place de la Concorde, and uh, it's this beautiful place where the obelisk is right near Champ de mm-hmm. And I just started crying. And my ex-husband was like, "Ugh, <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I found out later that it was Place de la Révolution where Marie Antoinette and everybody had been beheaded. But I didn't know that at the time. Uh, not making any claims on any past lives or anything. It's just I found that there was an energy there that I could really feel.
0: Well, it's interesting because Marie Antoinette marked the end of the royalty sort of kind of, but not really, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, i that was the other connection that you and I both had was uh, when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with Marie Antoinette. And like, I don't know, it must have been around fourth grade, third grade, which was a very strange kind of uh, thing to be having for a kid and I was also as a little girl running around speaking French I was mumbling but my, my mother would say please stop that what are you doing I said, I'm speaking French <laughs> so it, I came in this world feeling also th- normal right the same way as you did so we also had that connection as well
2: yeah definitely yeah we've discussed that quite a bit and um, it was once I um, decided to make my film about Marie Antoinette um, let them meet it was a story about the last few hours of her life before she was beheaded. And once I released that film, I started getting contacted by a slew of people who were very interested in her, in the revolution, in spirituality. And this woman sent me a book about uh, Madame Royale, who was Marie Antoinette's daughter. And that's when I learned about the Cathars for the first mm-hmm. time. And when I read about the Cathars, I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, there's more here. I, I'm i just starting to get into what I really need to find. And then um, once I started learning about the Cathars and where they were from, pieces started to fit into place. And then, I don't usually talk about this too much, but around that time, I was having these weird night terrors. Well, we call them night terrors, but they're not. Um, I guess sleep paralysis.
3: I
1: had the it was, same thing.
2: Yeah, hit, hit and it, gog was, it. it was getting really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the uh, connection was it was a woman in a long white dress with long dark hair. So I started googling this, and just by fluke, someone wrote a blog about seeing La Dame Blanche in Rennes le Chateau, which is not very common. She's usually seen at Montsegur or Puyvert. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know who wrote that blog. It, I found it. This is going back probably. 2005 maybe 2004
3: mm-hmm. five.
2: and that was it as soon as I found that town I knew that I'd found something and then I just started really really getting into it and I became <clears throat> almost obsessed with the idea of getting there mm-hmm. and I wasn't in any groups or any um, like Facebook groups or forums or anything like the Arcadia people were all in that group and stuff um, but I did start speaking with Andrew Goff And um, he, we were supposed to meet up there a few times and that never seemed to work out because I was very sick. That's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. I became very, very ill and I couldn't travel. So my life's mission at that point was to basically live long enough so I could go there because Mm -hmm. I felt that if I got there, I could get better. And that was a very interesting time and well, not a fun time, but... That whole process kept pushing me deeper and deeper into this, basically to get me there. That seemed like the plan.
1: Could you um, quickly just give us a little brief um, history of the Cathars for people who may not want to know or may not... I didn't mean that. Joe <laughs> Bill keeps giving me signs over here. It's throwing me out. Stop giving me signs. It's messing me. keeping eyes. track
0: of time. I'm, <laughs> I'm the clock in this instance, right, okay? Right, but like
1: you throwing up hands, and I'm like, it's distracting to me.
0: Uh, <laughs> ah.
2: Okay, you choose. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: oh, could you give some history of the Cathars for us, yes. or the Cathars, yeah. or however you want to pronounce it?
2: Yeah, well, in French, they say Cathar, um, but if you don't know that, sometimes you will think that people are talking about guitars, and they're not. Right. Um, um, but the Cathars, or Cathars, um, were this group of people around uh, the late 1100s, 1200s um, in the south of France, in the Pyrenees, or the foothills of the Pyrenees Mountains, and they were a Gnostic sect of people, and um, they were um, dualistic, they believed in um, that the material world was created by... dark lord and we were only our pure selves once we left our bodies and returned to source um there's a whole lot of things that i could get into about why they were persecuted by the catholic church
3: Mm
2: -hmm. um but in 1209 it was the first crusade against christians and they went after them uh great guns a and they um <clears throat> excuse me um as many as they say possibly a million people wow. were um tortured and burnt at the stake not all cathars they killed everybody right and um it it left a really horrible dark stain in that area and Indeed. on history it, it, it's such a long story but these were amazing people gnostic um, bonded with nature, they were vegetarians. Um, their spiritual views were um, well very similar or related to the Essenes mm-hmm. and the Bogomils. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they were all persecuted. So right. anyone that didn't follow suit with the Catholic Church right. got it. So, and they also that also kicked off the Spanish Inquisition, basically. So mm-hmm. um, that was a real turning point down in Languedoc. Mm -hmm. And um, I I have a very strong affinity to the Cathars. Once I found out about them, I really... uh, My belief systems are very similar to them, and uh, I have... There's a lot of connections there, let's just say. And uh, when we'll talk about going to Montségur, um, that that was their last stronghold. Uh, March 16th, 1244, is when they destroyed they brought down that castle and they um they burnt 250 cathars alive at once so um there's a lot of memory there Mm -hmm. and when you go there when we went there um you will experience a lot of a lot of emotion right we'll get to that later but that's that is a very quick glazed over um description of who they were and what they were they i'll just say they were amazing people and I wish that didn't happen to them. So now you and I ended up meeting in France. Yes, we did.
1: You know what? We're going to get back to that. So we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back.
2: Perfect. Mm -hmm.
0: Did you know that we have a store that's online called alchemyemporiumshop.com? We sure do. You can purchase sessions there or stones or incense, or whatever you need. Go check it out today. And we're back. you had mentioned something, Leslie, uh, before we jumped into that break about the Bogomils, um, yeah. Uh, and, I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. So, cause listeners may not know much about them. So we, what we do know is that they're a dualist group, right? Yes. Which means they believed in two gods, but we say, or an evil God and a good God.
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: Right. And they came oh,
2: Basically God and the devil.
0: Right. And they came welcome from... Welcome to hail. Welcome to hail. <laughs> and they came from the region of Bulgaria, right? Yes. Right. And so there was a lot of influence between them and the Cathars. Yes. Gotcha.
1: Who came and first, the Bogomils or the Cathars? The,
2: Bo- the Bogomils came first, but no one really knows where the Cathars originated from. Right. So there's... Some people say that they came from there but it's kind of mysterious as to where they originated from
0: yeah and sometimes they say that there's a Manichaeism influence as well which was a another dualist philosophy
1: definitely so do they i mean is the tie with mary magdalene that maybe she was an essene and that she brought that over to the south of france and started it
2: that's my understanding
0: Aha. Uh-huh, okay yeah yeah, it, it's one of those kind of interesting things when you get into all that because you can never tell where one thing stops and the next thing begins. Is it mm-hmm. is it isis Is it Manichaeism? Is it Bogomil's? Who knows? No one knows. That's why it's a mystery.
2: Exactly. But everything, nothing really stops. Everything just sort of like, takes a break and then hides and then oh look there it is and mm-hmm. then you know goes underground for a little while and then pops up somewhere else so that's what happens when you're persecuted though
0: <laughs> right true.
2: you know you have to go underground and then you mm-hmm. have to pop up somewhere else and hope they don't find you
0: and, right. and if you're in france most of the time going underground means literally going underground
2: literally yes and there's Keys. a lot of places to go underground in france ay.
0: Um, one other little thing that I, I wanted to uh, mention before we get into the trip that transpired, I'm going to refer to it as the trip. I need to put reverb on that. The trip, 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 trip. Um, the uh, region of Renly Chateau was also uh, known as Rayday. Is that the right pronunciation, Leslie?
3: Yes.
2: Yes.
0: And what do we know about Rayday?
2: Uh, we're going back in history. Um, There's a lot of, um, I would say there's a bit of controversy as to how far back in history. We're talking about a very old place. We're talking before it was France, before it was Occitania, uh, before it was Gaul, probably into more Septimania and beyond. So we're talking about a very old region mm-hmm. of Europe and um, very different customs, very goddessy, mm-hmm. goddess worship. Mm-hmm. And. Um, There's a lot of um, stuff that people don't talk about or do not want to talk about. A lot of the churches there will show um, certain clues as to what was going on back then. Mm -hmm. But definitely the Black Madonna is Mm -hmm. uh, very big in the south of France. Right. And uh, there's a lot of controversy about that as well. Some churches are even closed to the public.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always suspicious. We're, so, we're we're a church, but you can't come in. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. And Secret especially-
0: club.
1: Hmm. Secret club.
2: Yeah, like Montsegur is right. one. What? So there there's certain churches that are closed, and we kind of have to wonder, well, why? And you know, has a black Madonna. So I, who am I? Who am I to judge? <laughs> but. Um, it, it's interesting. But the history of that area, I mean, you had the Visigoths there,
3: right. you
2: had the Romans there before that, of course, and um, many different cultures storming through that area. So, um,
0: One of the uh, larger influences that I found in digging around on this were the uh, branch called the Scythian Merovingians.
2: Yes, of course.
0: Yes, they were quite the uh, interesting folks, but we'll get sure into that. much
2: so and that ties right back into Rennes-le-Château and indeed. the whole lineage
0: indeed in the Visigothic pillar. So yes. so we should probably get into the meat of you two going now to this yes. this region of oldness and weirdness.
1: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we'll get into our actual experience of this old place. Um so leslie and i had kind of discussed taking this trip um a few times and we kind of rolled around in our head and then we kind of settled on yep let's actually do this so uh we kind of uh i I headed off to uh scotland first you went ahead uh, ahead of me while i was in scotland you already arrived in france and you can talk about a little bit of your experience uh your first week in france i i before i joined you um what, what went on there
2: well, um, my first leg of the trip, I was with uh, Gloria Amendola, and her and I were, um, and she's, a, she's an intuitive, she's a writer, and mm-hmm. she's also a researcher of all things uh, mysterious in France, and uh, we were doing some very interesting research in that area with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with also um, Mr. Henry Lincoln. Yes. So we had a couple of wonderful days with
1: him. And Henry Lincoln, just for people who don't know, he actually wrote a book or was involved in writing the book, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, which kind of kicked off all the Da Vinci Code stuff and all the uh, interest in like Knights Templars
0: and uh, uh, all that. Which he recently disavows, yes? Yes. Wasn't the yes, okay.
1: Yeah, the book he does now.
0: Because it's that mysterious. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes. there's a lot of that that goes on in this where they're like hey that's all this and then they're like uh no we lied and then they, then it comes hey, back yeah. and it's like no we actually didn't lie it's this it's it's very confusing and strange
0: It's probably that duelist thing kicking in
1: mm.
2: Mm. well um he wrote holy blood Holy Grail with uh, two other authors and that was sort of the precursor to Dan Brown's the da Vinci code but there was lawsuit and all that jazz, but right. um, but that kind of put Rene Chateau on the map, even though it was never mentioned in Dan Brown's book. The, uh, certain aspects were, and I think after that, Rene Chateau became um, a bit of a circus. People were coming there. There was mm-hmm. stories of uh, you know gold treasures and the Holy Grail and Ark of the Covenant and all that jazz, and of course Mary Magdalene her tomb and all that so yeah so he kind of kicked that off but getting back to our little trip it was wonderful actually meeting him in person and touring because he, what he really specializes in now is uh, sacred geometry mm-hmm. and the sacred geometry in that area is mind boggling it is it, it, it doesn't seem like it is possible for natural stone natural um landscape to be that geometrically perfect but it is
1: right and it's been deemed that area that that sits within that pentagram the zone
2: yes mm-hmm. and inside that pentagram and we drove that Yes. I was with Henry when we drove that and when we got to the center of the pentagram I didn't know, of course. It's not actually marked out. <laughs> Nobody to, took a marker or anything?
0: Just to be clear, this is in the south of France. Yeah. This it's
2: in the it is. south of France and it's just in a landscape, but we're driving and all of a sudden I just start yelping and gasping going, oh my god, oh my god, what is that? And he's looking at me rolling his eyes like, ugh, tourist. <laughs> and, uh, and Gloria's like, you feel that I'm like oh my god it, it was literally palpable and that was at La Peak um, mm-hmm. in uh, um, Valley of God mm-hmm. so um, so you were peeking.
0: you were peeking in the Valley of God
2: I peaked in the Valley <laughs> I did and uh, I yelped as well got it and uh, and that also coincidentally was right beside um, the gates to Atlantis they call them this wall that uh, is supposed to be naturally made okay and I use quotations um, it's an unbelievably huge wall
1: we drove past that right are you 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 and I though didn't you drive me past yeah that thing is huge
2: yeah and it goes on for quite a while and there's all sorts of stories about how old that is which sort of predates uh, anything that yeah it, actually agreed to
1: it looks and, like a giant's made a fence it doesn't look natural yes. in the landscape but it's too huge for humans to have done do we
0: have a picture of this
2: uh we can get we can get pictures very sure. good I, yes. I can get i have video uh as obviously of, of it as well but it is it stacked stone i mean you can actually see the stacking of it so yeah <laughs>
0: we'll include that as bonus content <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a fascinating place, but that would be right beside the Valley of God, right beside the center of the pentagram, and um, it, was, it was incredible. And then, of course, I went with Henry to the, um, uh, the Pontil tomb, where uh, it is said that um, the Poussin painting,
3: yeah.
2: Shepherds of Arcadia, et in Arcadia Ego,
3: mm-hmm.
2: was actually painted. Even though it was supposed to not be anywhere near the south of France, but it was so unbelievably obvious when Henry showed it to me with the painting in his hand. It was really surreal. That's I was, cool. I was a bit of a groupie.
0: I, I, <laughs> you never know were. I, I you, you fangirl.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I was like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: I'm good. So, um, and he's really funny. And well, he's grumpy, but he's funny. And um, I did, however, make him laugh. So, but um, and then Gloria and I, we went to some really interesting places, and we had some pretty incredible things happen. One of them was in that one place where I took you to um, the uh, the plateau.
1: Ah, yes, we'll discuss that. Yeah, experience but, there.
2: but it started when I was with uh, Gloria, and we we had some. It was an incredible kind of mind altering day that day. Mm-hmm. So um
1: what happened? I mean what what specifically altered your mind?
2: <laughs> well, we we when we drove up there cuz what happened was when we first the first day we arrived and we stopped and we were I have it on video, you'll see it us screaming at Monsiguer, I'm uh, not sorry, Monsiguer at uh, Bougarache because it looked so creepy and ridiculous. So we were screaming about, "Oh my god, it's so cool." And then I turn around and I went <clears throat> what is that? And I'd never noticed this place before. I'd been there many times, driven right by, and I just said, we have to go there. We have to go there right now. Like, I don't know what that is. And she was like, oh, okay. And we went, and um, it was a place that uh, this uh, woman, Elizabeth Van Buren, owned. Uh, She was an author, very incredible woman. She owned all that property Mm -hmm. down there, and I love her books. Uh, She was a little bit out there for some people, but... I love
1: one. Well, I kind of understand why now.
2: Yeah. Well, we we were staying right on her property. I know. Mm -hmm. If that tells you, we'll get into that Mm -hmm. later. Right. But she refurbished or built this tower, a watchtower there. And there is something so unique on that spot that I've never felt anywhere else in Mm -hmm. the world.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And the energy there, um, I I, I wasn't even... (laughs) It sounds crazy, but I didn't feel like I was literally touching the ground as I was walking. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting things were happening. Um, visions were coming. Um, and that's not common for me. That that doesn't happen everywhere I go. This was really specific. Mm-hmm. Um, she was channeling. Um, Gloria went off on her own, and she did her own thing, and she got some incredible things from that day. And, um, <clears throat> well... You know, we'll, we'll get into what happened later with that, because there were a few things that I did on my own, but I, I'd rather talk about that after. Okay. And, um, and then, what else did we do? Oh, well, with Gloria and Renee Barnett and a few other people, we went to Montségur, my first time there, mm-hmm. and that was my first experience climbing which was a bucket list thing for me to do. I never thought I'd be healthy enough to do it.
1: Let and alone in high heels, girl, like you just a mountain goat.
2: <laughs> I am a mountain goat, definitely. Um, I actually wore flats that day. Wow. Everyone, First thing everyone asked me was, were you wearing heels? No, I was wearing flats. <laughs> but I, I rocketed up that hill, and I was so excited. And um, I was worried that I was going to fall apart. But no, I was just my mission was to get to the top to get to that uh, castle if you will still not quite sure what that is up there but um, and as soon as I got up there I went through the other gate the other gateway if you want to call it that the entrance to the other side of the mountain through the castle and that's when I I don't know I don't know what happened it was like walking into literally walking into another dimension. You can hear me in the video go, oh, oh my God. And then I found this rock that I sat on and started doing my video blogs and I fell apart.
0: All, all right, I, Leslie, we're going to interrupt you there and take a little break, which is a good problem. spot. Problemo. Have you noticed that people seem to be losing their minds lately? That every other day it seems like there's some new shooting or tragedy? Many of which have happened in Paris and other surrounding regions. Well, it might be comforting to know, maybe not, that it's the end of the world. And at the end of the world, nothing is better than getting your astrology chart done. Because if it's the end, then surely it will be the beginning.
1: And we're back. So, Leslie, you left us with a cliffhanger. You were sitting on the, the rock at Mount Sigur, and you were overwhelmed, and,
2: and? Yes, I was hanging off of a cliff on Mount Sigur. yeah. Um, it was one of the strangest moments of my life, where I was sitting by myself on a rock, and I just started hysterically crying, but I was literally remembering things, or Sorry, maybe not remembering, seeing, experiencing emotions, memories. I can't 100% explain what that was, but it was very
0: vivid. and uh, Probably an etheric download.
2: Yes, I felt like I really mm-hmm. had tapped into the mainframe there, and uh, I was getting a lot of messages, a lot of things were coming through me way too fast, and I cried for a good 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I felt fabulous.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And once I cleaned up my mascara and uh, touched up my powder, I, um, I was great and I felt wonderful. And um, this girl, Marin, and I that had climbed, we we were high-fiving and we ran down the mountain, you know, me, the mountain goat. And um, that was great. So it was a wonderful, wonderful day. I felt like a new person. Now, I wanted to mention, Gloria and I were staying at a hotel in Renaud because that's where, that's where the rest of the story is going to be going. Yes. Um, the first week I was there, I was terrified at night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come right out and say it. I'm not even going to pretend.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh,
2: but I, I, was a big girl. Even though I had to, I had to walk across the entire property to get internet, mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I was okay. But let me tell you, and well, I don't tell you, but yes. There was some stuff at night that happened that was rather concerning.
1: Pray tell, what could it have been?
2: <laughs> Gee, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Let's, Let's get take into a break. Th- yeah. <laughs> could, no.
0: could it be Satan?
2: Satan? <laughs> <laughs> there could have been some cloven hooves involved. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, what I noticed before... Melissa came there, um, was every night at around midnight-ish. I know that sounds cheesy, but mm-hmm. say so in between midnight and one o'clock, the energy would change, the temperature would drop drastically, and you would start to hear something walking around. Yes. In the same spot. And I remember telling you that because we were we were Skyping or messaging, and I'm like, Oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is there again. Mm-hmm. But um it got progressively worse and i stayed there for four days by myself yes (laughs) alone
0: (laughs) i don't know wouldn't want it any other way leslie
2: (laughs) Uh, this
1: is the beginning of a real horror movie for reals
2: we were joking that we were the two girls in the horror film that were like (laughs) we're in an abandoned hotel because it was off season so there was really not very many people there and it it, every night got progressively worse (laughs) Yes, but that wasn't even before Melissa got
0: there. And was, Once I arrived, da-da-da. it was, a, it was a good thing there was nothing in the wine cellar because that would have been all downhill from there.
2: Well, we
1: didn't uh, go in the
0: wine no. cellar.
2: No. <laughs> oh God!
1: Oh no. hell no!
2: I hardly left my little gîte, as they yeah, call them, jeet. the little like like apartmenty thing that we were in. Um, and, and Melissa wouldn't even go into hers. Well, we
0: we should uh, mention that the time period during that when you guys were doing this was in September during the. Blood moon. The blood moon, which probably didn't. So, if you wanted,
1: we could have picked a creepier yeah, time to
0: go in the world. Does it ever re- doesn't really help your cause. It wasn't
1: just a blood moon; it was a super blood moon. Right? Yeah. Super. It's like blood. the end of the world moon. That's what
0: this yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys chose to go at exactly the right time. For uh,
1: yeah,
2: that. yeah, so, and and coincidentally, I was in France the last time on, um, well, December two thousand
0: twelve. Uh, so, yes.
2: Yeah, so you know, I, I like to go when it's fun,
0: right? It's interesting. You, you prefer the end of the world.
2: I love the doomsday thing. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: why not? Let's go on
0: vacation. It's, it's doomsday, kids.
2: The Travel
0: brochure. <laughs> Is it the end of the world? Go with Leslie Coddle.
1: Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. Anyway, go. we'll talk about that later. But yeah. end of days tours. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: you, you only need one ticket because you're not coming back,
1: <laughs> right? So, I, you know, I kind of already already touched on my arrival into France, you know, uh, in my last broadcast that we, we put out. But, uh, so, Slash Tires, I was panicking. I had no money. There was nobody in the freaking, we because our plane was late, because there was a giant storm. It was bad. Uh, I arrive, at and nobody speaks English. There's like two people in the entire, uh, working at the entire airport. My phone is dying. I'm freaking out my luggage will not come nobody's there the man with the rose is not there it got all mixed up but at the end of the story is thank god he showed up I was freaking out I was panicked, panicked.
2: Uh, I, but you, you forgot one little glitch before that happened what you couldn't find me for days
1: <gasps> that's right I yes, disappeared, I, you disappeared. I couldn't find you and I was freaked out. I thought you had been kidnapped. I mean, these <laughs> horrible thoughts were going through my head.
2: And because my phone wouldn't work and right. I could hardly get internet and I was completely incommunicado, you thought I'd been kidnapped right? and you were going to send a rescue
0: um I was was pretty certain you were okay, just for the record.
2: Well,
1: listen, when you're over there in that situation, single-by-yourself woman, and your friend has disappeared,
0: it starts to get scary. I I just used my spidey senses. I'm like, nah, she's all right.
1: I figured she was. I figured my imagination was running away with me, but the panic did hit me. But anyway, so.
2: Yes. It was
1: a stormy, rainy night. Yes. And
2: and um, before before you... I was panicking just because that's what I was doing best at that point <laughs> and um, and that that night I have it on video of me doing a video blog and I was saying that it was the strangest night of my life, I mm-hmm. said that every night by the way, and um, I was seeing visions of weird purple cloudy things all around me, I was not drunk by the way. I forgot
1: to <laughs> tell you before I arrived somewhere that usually shows up so just so you know.
2: Yeah, there was, uh, and That's I just I kept walking around, going, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" and Melissa's going to be here, and I'm trying not to be a sissy girl, but this is really scary. <laughs> and then you messaged me saying, "Oh, yeah," I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm two hours away, I don't have a car," so it right. was a bit of a stressful night. And then you disappeared. You you arrived way later than you were supposed to yes. arrive. Yes, Cause, yeah.
1: yes, because yes
2: yeah yes, yes, <laughs> well, yeah, so there was all that as well, and then you arrived, and we jumped up and down and hugged for a while, <sighs> and jeez louise, and um and then the fun really began after that,
1: right, so we spent our first night there i don't I don't remember the first night really having anything weird happen, I think we were just too excited, well besides the purple stuff,
2: no, you didn't um. You didn't sleep all night, and you heard stuff.
1: No, that wasn't the first night. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Where that did, was like
1: third. That was like the third night. We'll where get did, to that. Where did
0: you meet this first night? At
1: Les Labadoux.
0: I mean, where is Les Labadoux? It's
1: it's right in the valley outside of Renly Chateau, like a quarter of a uh, mile maybe down the hill. Make sure the yeah. sitting is right. Yes. Uh, down it's in beautiful
0: a oh, valley
2: with no lighting whatsoever at night.
0: Pitch, Nothing. pitch, pitch dark. It's almost like you met in a grove. Yeah, pretty much.
2: We we met in a really dark place.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> in a rainy, stormy, purple cloud night. Yeah. So we, we go to bed. We, we, you know, get up the next day. We talked all night and then we get up. And now this is where you're, hopefully your memory is better than mine because the whole thing starts to get smudgy. Like, you know, the, we did so much so quickly that yep. I can't quite remember each night. But uh, the next day, first of all, we never had food we didn't we had no no car no food so we were uh, depending on people around us
0: I I should mention something that happened when you arrived there for me I got invited to a funeral okay just for the record
1: that's good times yeah
0: sorry it wasn't as good for you as it was for (laughs) me totally awesome it was a very successful funeral as far as funerals go
1: (laughs) So we head up. I think we slept in late and we kind of scrounged around for some food. And then we finally get somebody to drag us up to so we can eat yes. dinner because we, we didn't really have any food. Um was our
2: first trip up to Rennes Chateau.
1: Rennes oh, Chateau. Yeah. And uh, so we, we get up there and. It's late. I'm assuming that the church is going to be closed because it's like, what, 6.30, 7 o'clock by the time we, we get up there?
0: It should have been closed, yeah. It
1: should have been closed, however. Yes. But we, it wasn't. But no. And the doors were open.
0: Come on in. <laughs> That's, yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, there is a big devil stand, sitting in the entryway.
3: I've yes, been waiting Asmodius. for you.
1: Mr. Asmodeus, who Pretty much everybody gets their picture taken with. And um, which we could, there is, I mean, we should probably do a whole nother show. We could do entire shows about each place that we discuss. Give yes, them give absolutely. them
0: the overview this time.
1: We're just going to go over the overview, but there's a lot to each one of these places. People spend their lifetime studying this stuff. So anyway, as Modius is hanging out. He's got four angels above him. And we walk in and there's the smiley man, you smiley- know, yeah. smiley and his name i think his name was glenn is that yes. right and uh, he greets us and gives us a little very discussion nice. he was very nice yeah and gives us a little tour and it was very cool
0: okay. welcome this is my servant glenn
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right joe bell
1: right <laughs> so anyway we <laughs> we kind of hang out there and then we go to because nothing really happened that night. That wasn't the the second um, night. Um, wasn't it the second <laughs> night? Because <laughs> we went there three nights in a row.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, that was the night that we were standing uh, on one foot.
1: I thought that was a- the second night. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. You <laughs> go ahead and tell.
2: That was that night. Uh, Glenn was sort of instructing us, <laughs> instructing us on where to stand. And the energy that was coming through us in certain spots at the altar was pretty fantastic.
1: Right. So there's an area where he moved these votive candles, right? And it was like, isn't that where, and we, I could we, be wrong.
0: We should mention that these churches are all set up according to esoteric principles to make energy flow a certain way, which is what right. we're now discussing.
1: Well, they're yeah, they're, they're basically harnessing what's already there naturally. But. Right. right. So... Isn't that where that statue of Mary is supposed to stand, where they, where he moved the votives, that she uh, got moved outside, that Mary, one?
2: Mary used to be there, but um, the priest in the 1800s, Béranger Sonniard, put her outside. And that's why
1: she's outside right. in the garden. But originally right. she was there. So, right. Renly Chateau, uh, the priest was Beringer. I cannot, you say it. I, I just sound terrible when I try <laughs> to say it. I say Beringer Saunier and nobody likes it and everybody's going to make fun of me. So, you're going to say it from here on out. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I have no Frenchie here. Now, if it was Hebrew, I would sound great.
0: You can. <laughs> you can it could can become your court catchphrase. <laughs>
1: no. No. <laughs> no. So, we already know that. But uh, anyway, so... And he was a very mysterious man and had a lot of really weird stuff happen to him, but uh, he did some weird stuff to this church. So, yeah, so Glenn, he moves this thing and he says, here, ladies. And so I walk over and he was like, stand on your right foot. And I'm like, okay, stood on my (laughs) right foot. He's like, stand on your left foot. I could not stand on my left foot.
0: Put your right foot in, take your right foot It threw
1: me off of balance and I could feel this whirly kind of feeling. And I'm like, this feels like a vortex. He's like, yes. You are correct. And then we kind of just sat there and the energy was just literally, it was like palpable. You know what I mean? Like Pal, you could, Palpable. Palpable. You could feel like it was just, I was vibrating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And glowing. We were glowing. Glowing. Yeah. But but then that was the time that after we did all that, we were like, okay, well, we'll let you go now. And we were leaving and I turned around and went, oh. <gasps> the cemetery gate is open
3: yes <laughs>
1: right now let's just talk a little bit about that for one second this is a big
2: this is huge. big that is, that big is deal the public
1: yes like
2: 64 days a year it's open one it's open i believe halloween or november 1st one day a year
1: and even then aren't they very picky about who's
0: allowed to go in it
2: well, there's a lot of they. There's a lot of security because there's a lot of crazy people that do stupid things.
0: Uh, I think right. Baron Sonier did some interesting things. As I was he
2: like. was famous for doing interesting things at night. There, yeah, digging stuff up. Right. So they don't want, and I'm sure there's been vandalism and people trying to dig up bodies and stuff, which is really gross. So um, they are very, very careful. Um, so I mean, we didn't do anything wrong. The, the gate was open. I made a mad dash and. Um, he was standing right at the door and I asked permission and he said, sure. Come on in. Yes. So I'm like, guys, come on.
0: That's what you didn't hear was in the background. It was like, say yes, Glenn, say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bill stuff. (laughs) But no, I heard that
2: actually, but, um, so we, we were very respectful and very quiet.
1: Very quiet, very respectful.
2: Yeah. We went in and tiptoed around a little bit and Mm -hmm. I, I shot just a little bit of video. I felt like I really didn't want to be intrusive on that place because it is a very, very sacred place you could feel it yeah so um, we were only there a few minutes and I just I was like yeah 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 okay <laughs> we better go but yeah, yeah. it was an honor like it was really something special although That's crazy but it was
1: looking back on the video what was he doing to that tree
2: <laughs> I was I'm working on the documentary right now and I was literally working on that scene right before the show and I just started to giggle I don't know what he was doing to the tree and when, on that, when I release the, the documentary, you guys will have to, you
0: know... On, the, on that note, we're going to have to take a break. Okay. You could have had your ad right here in the middle of this riveting radio program. But you don't, because you didn't request the space, nor did you pay for it. Don't let this happen to you again. Request the space. Pay for it. Go to nearlysacred.com and contact either Melissa or Joe Bill. And we're back. I think we left off with Glenn in a tree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Glenn in the tree. So anyway, that was interesting. And yeah, we have it on video. but Which we'll post up on the website. Well, if Leslie will, yes, you should I'm almost ask. Done.
2: Maybe we okay. have the documentary.
1: We have so. a documentary coming out. It's our so. world pre- premiere. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. We're going to be. Uh, I cannot touring, speak to touring tonight. the world with this one. And uh, <laughs> just to continue with the story, we did go for dinner.
1: Yeah. Oh, this that gets that was really weird.
2: So after Got the it. cemetery, we go we to go
0: Les Serpent Coup- 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 Rouge. It does work up an appetite when you go through the cemetery.
2: It does, and and of course we went to a, a restaurant called um, in English um, the Dragon of Rede.
1: Oh, is that? I thought it was a serpent. No, I, I, for some reason no. I thought it was a red serpent, but no.
2: Le dragon de Rede.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
2: And um, that was an interesting evening, Melissa, wasn't it?
1: Right. So we go into so- this really quaint, like it is cozy, Beautiful. really intimate beautiful little like mom and pop little southern france restaurant and she seats us it's just lovely it's very quiet you know it's towards the end of evening and uh everything's fresh made oh my god we were starving (laughs) but it was really it was some of the best food i've ever eaten in my life that chicken was amazing (laughs) but anyway (laughs) so we're sitting there and Somebody walks into this restaurant. It's very late, by the way. they're they're near closing, walks in at the last minute. And it just he he catches my eye and he's facing us and he's sitting not even seven feet from us. And I'm thinking, this man isn't matching. Something is standing out here, and yeah. it's making me a little uncomfortable. And I didn't want to stare, but I'm sitting there with Leslie, and we kicking my leg. Yeah, I was I kicking t- her t- leg because I'm I'm feeling this and it, the presence of he, he had this strange. I don't know how to describe it. Heart energy and uh, we were with someone else who was at dinner with us and uh, she was talking so she you know I don't think she was getting that we were doing anything or but Leslie and I were speaking our own like sister language to each other like listen hey over to your right I'm like one o'clock, <laughs>
3: One <laughs> o'clock. And she's
1: like, she looks over and she's like, hmm, 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 like that, uh-oh, and, uh-oh. right. And so the man's got his arms crossed. Oh my god! Right, and so we've we've basically gave him a nickname, Leslie. <laughs>
2: Want me to say it? Yes. Arm piano man.
1: Ar- the arm piano man. That's, that yeah. sounds
0: dubious.
2: Yeah, doesn't it though? Well, he's he looks. I don't know. He was doing doing something, and I've never been in a room with someone that has ever done anything like that. (laughs)
0: It's so weird. I I don't even know what to ask about that. (laughs) Go
2: ahead,
1: Leslie. Let me just say say this real quick. There is a movie that is extremely hard to get a hold of. It's called Revelation. Uh, And it's near impossible to find. If you do, you did. We will not discuss that, but you did find it. That's right. And if you are lucky enough to get a copy of this or be able to see it, you would then understand Arm Piano Man. That's oh. all I have to say.
2: Okay, well, um, he was living, breathing in front of us and he knew what he was doing because he kept smirking when he saw yes. that it was working.
1: And um, It was causing our friend to do something and say things <gasps> very weirdly.
2: Oh my, God. our friend started to, well, the, she was a neighbor in at the hotel and she started Saying things that were coming out of her mouth were just horrifying.
0: <laughs> I was very embarrassed, to we be were, honest. We with were you.
2: really mortified, and she was yelling things in the restaurant it that were really weird. inappropriate.
0: Really what, weird. Would those things have involved sexual rights, perhaps?
2: Oh,
1: kind of ish, no, 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 no. yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. So I, I realize this man's doing something, and he's, he's just, he's like playing. It looks like he's got his arms crossed, and he's doing weird stuff with his fingers. With
2: his fingers playing, playing his. Arms. I know
1: what the man's doing some sort of yes. weird magic. All right. So I said to Leslie, rainbow bubbles. Rainbow, rainbow, bubbles. rainbow <laughs> bubbles. And I'm hoping to God she understands what I mean. <laughs>
2: i'm like okay
1: that okay. was my way of saying protect yourself out with a with a rainbow shield kind of thing so i'm sitting there doing my own thing just kind of just doing this mental we, projection
0: we call that my little pony
1: magic that was my little po- it's all i had <laughs> it's, it's all i had at that time i couldn't pull out some grim war and my magic wand it's I've, all i had I, man
0: it, it's effective i'm not judging it i'm just saying <laughs>
1: Anyway, it worked, but Leslie's eyes were the size of saucers.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I really didn't think I was going to be able to remain conscious, and he knew it cuz he was staring right at me.
1: Yeah. And- she was getting flaky. It, I could see it was working.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good.
0: S- those spirit those spiritual wounds that are in different people are you can start to screw around with them if you're a nasty person.
2: Oh, he was I I could feel that he was trying to play me like a player piano, and it wasn't going to happen. So, we had to get out of there. Yeah. And we did get out of there, and sure enough, he followed us. Yes. And so we sat the in hill. the parking lot in the dark for probably, what, 15 minutes yeah. waiting for him to leave, because yeah. he was sitting in his car waiting for us.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we we booked out of there as soon as we saw him leave, but he was obviously hiding somewhere,
3: mm-hmm.
2: because sure enough, he did, in fact, follow us to our hotel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, being in the middle of nowhere, um, with nobody around Mm -hmm. just us was pretty scary we
0: we should mention that the south of france is full of very interesting people in general very yes some of them are we don't know if they exist or not others of them are people that exist but are tied to weird shit Mm, yeah
2: some of them probably live in different dimensions yes no doubt so we we weren't I, I honestly that night did not feel safe at all, knowing that he knew where we were staying, and he was Mr. Arm Piano Man. And <laughs> it yeah.
1: was a little it was a little nerve wracking.
2: And that night was really really weird.
1: That was probably I the night that, that yes, that was probably the night that actually that happened where I I felt I we got into discussion and started making all kinds of weird connections. We were hearing stuff outside. It was a uh, it was oh, nerve wracking. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, uh, but. I kept saying, you know, maybe this is all working up for our imagination. I don't know. But no, it no. wasn't.
2: Well, that, I'm told, the tarantula was not part of our imagination.
1: No, there was a giant spider that showed up, too. He
2: he, he wasn't a spider. He was a tarantula. You,
0: you find that in common a lot with the old goddess stuff.
1: Yeah. So we were... Right over my bed. Right yeah. over it.
0: and He just I, wanted to kiss, Leslie. There was nothing. <sighs> no.
1: Right. So that night, what happened to me was... Um, oh, and well there is a man on the grounds he's a groundkeeper as well his name's Axel lovely oh. lovely soul like lovely but he's a little magical
2: he oh no he he is a wizard
1: I am certain this man, I, I didn't believe her when she first said, hey, and by the way, there's a groundskeeper here, <laughs> Axel. And I think he's like a shapeshifter and he can like move. And I'm like, stop it. She, stop it. She's
0: giving away all the secrets.
1: No, uh, no he was super sweet. No, because oh, the reason why you said that was because was, he was.
2: There were times that he did stuff.
1: That he were, that would appear and disappear. And you. I didn't believe her, but truly, the we were sitting there, how he could transport I think he was walking through portals or something.
2: There is no way he could tell the night that we were trying to talk in the room and we were sure that he was in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cause you just never knew where he was gonna pop out of. You didn't. But he wasn't mean, he
1: wasn't No, so lovely. He and I had a conversation. I don't know what he said that whole time. I bet we talked for an hour and a half, he and I, and I don't even know what he said to me. But he looked at me with these eyes, because he was Dutch, I believe. He had a very thick accent. And they were piercing, beautiful blue eyes. And he—the only thing I did get from him—he looked at me, he goes, "You and me, same packet." And I knew what he meant by that. No, really, he was saying we were the yeah. same soul, yeah. same soul group or something. I knew that's what he meant. But anyway, he was, he was a lovely good. person. Yeah, I cried actually when we left him. It broke my heart.
3: Yeah,
2: it was hard. So, but, but that particular night, and we didn't knew where he went at night though, because he wasn't around. No, he I don't he know disappeared. Where he went. <laughs> hello We're here. Yes. Um, but that night there was some strange things that happened in our room mm-hmm. there was that, I think that's the night that you saw the creepy thing standing outside of the door
1: yes I actually you know was going to go into my little jeet next door which I was too scared to stay in by myself <laughs> So I was going to get something from there and I was like, oh, we were discussing something and I went to, to just pull the, the door back and all of a sudden, I don't know if I blanked out, truly, Leslie, there was something in my face because I, my reaction, you screamed I bloody screamed murder. and slammed the door shut and this thing was, as, I know it was as tall as me and I heard it running off. I don't know what I saw. I well, really couldn't I, tell you.
2: That is what I felt every single night all around me.
1: Whatever that thing was, was in our face, standing outside of our door. And I I guess I had just gotten so caught up in your and I conversation at the time that I forgot for a second to, you know, peek out before I opened the door. Yeah, you
2: definitely have to peek. And
1: yeah, I jumped back. I mean, it it scared the daylights out of me, literally. And uh, that night... I, I. I was afraid for Leslie. I don't know why. This sounds really weird, but I just felt like I didn't want, I just wanted to protect her. That's how I felt. And so I just kind of laid there and I didn't really sleep. And I, but I would start to drift off. And as I started drifting off, I had this, I've never had anything like this before or since where I was hearing literally like thousands of people were talking to me at once. It was unnerving. It It, it, it like I felt. I don't even know. My brain was full of voices. It was crazy. You
0: have yeah. to have you have to have squelch for that.
2: <laughs> well, I and didn't. That, that can sound like a symptom of of you know mental illness and all, but well, in this particular case, this kind of stuff is happening all around you. Men,
0: mental illness in France are swappable terms.
2: Yeah, yeah. but it, this is different. This is actually right. happening, and I've spoken to other people who have stayed there. And they share the same stories. So
1: right, this isn't just me. I've, this I've, isn't just Leslie. Yeah, this no. is many, many I, people. I've yeah.
0: had some shamanic brushes myself, so I know i can get kind of hairy in there. Well, it was pretty hairy. So oh, yeah,
2: and yeah, I mean, even I remember my video camera wouldn't work. It was no. all buzzing right out. I, right, I, everything was just buzzed out. Did,
0: didn't Asmodeus break your phone, Leslie? Before
2: um when I arrived in France. Um, yeah. The guy sitting beside me, that really cool guy, he um, he got my phone working and then I left the airport and from that moment on my phone would not work until I think the day before I left. Yeah, It, my- set, it, it reset itself to January 1st when it was mm-hmm. uh, September 14th and <clears throat> it was bugged right out. I mean, I even watched videos after I shot them and then I'd go back and they'd be deleted
3: right uh, it was really weird
2: disappear and reappear mm-hmm. uh, yeah m- all my video camera is like my old faithful it was bugging right out nothing was working Oh, my computer uh, the um power cord fried yes oh, oh, my god. <laughs> everything went, went nuts um, we had no internet in our room I
0: mean it was just usually the symptom of electromagnetic disturbance
1: yes that's exactly what it was the whole area is like that though it's not just us it's just the entire
0: zone we we experienced a bit of that tonight
1: we have yes so
2: well so
1: right so we experienced it that night the next night we go back up and we go back to Renly Chateau because that is the you know the main thing in the area where we were and uh, we were greeted again by Glenn (laughs) and we find out there is lo and behold an opera that's going (laughs) well I'll be darned (laughs) there is actually going to be this amazing opera singer on Friday night and they just happen to have three tickets for us
0: hey Hey, Glenn invite the ladies (laughs) to the opera
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we're like uh, yes (laughs) everything
2: just seemed to work in our favor
1: it was like like, yeah the red carpet had been rolled out for us
2: everything just materialized and that's what a very dangerous thing about that area is whatever you think mm. materializes very so quickly
0: I, I think that's starting to happen in humanity at large now yeah it is more. on a bigger yes. scale now
2: but over there it's immediate so you got to be careful but yeah, yeah so we got the tickets to the opera we and then did. we went to the other restaurant for dinner
1: we did and guess who shows up
2: uh yeah
1: Yes, you're right. If you were thinking arm piano
0: man. Yes, if you were thinking
2: arm piano man.
1: And he's staring at us again.
0: Maybe he just enjoyed playing the arm piano. Did you think about that? I don't know. He was playing a song I couldn't hear. No, he
2: started started inching his way, remember? Yes,
1: mm -hmm. he started far away, and then he started getting closer and closer. Then he started talking to the owner of the restaurant who was sitting there. So I don't know. I don't know who Mystery Man was, but nothing ever happened to us. We are safe. We were safe. But uh, we did have
2: to leave that restaurant because we were both not well.
1: Yeah, we were starting to feel weird. So we we up and left. And uh, it was a good restaurant, though. I loved every place there. Everybody in, in mm. Renly Chateau was amazing. Um, I would Fun. highly recommend it. And, uh, yeah. So we, we end up leaving there that, that night. And we're going to kind of move forward to when we, uh, the next day, and to the big, big experience at oh. Renly Chateau.
0: If you find yourself in the middle of a French mystery situation, something that can come in very handy is learning how to meditate. We offer guided meditations and we'll walk you through the process so that you can start to do it on your own. And we offer interpretations for anything that you might run across that's unusual. Go to alchemyemporiumshop.com to sign up for some time today. And we're back.
1: All right. So we set it up before. We're uh, the next day. um, It's Friday, I think it was. We're getting ready for this opera. Yes. I go outside and I notice something strange. (laughs) So. I already noticed something the light there is different it is not the same as here I don't even know how to describe that except for there's a reason why artists paint there because the light just it hangs differently it it reflects differently it's just
2: it hangs it, it actually hangs yeah you can see it with your eyes yeah so
1: <laughs> I did notice that right away however this experience was phenomenal Yes. I'm sitting outside waiting for you right before we go up. I don't remember what time it was, probably about four o'clock, three o'clock. I don't know. And there I noticed these rainbow streams of rainbow lights coming down to the ground. Like you see light streaming through trees. That's kind of what I was seeing. And. I thought to myself, well my, my glasses must be smudged because this is this is very strange. So I took my glasses off and nope, it's still there. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And I start to kind of follow the stream of light up and I look up and I'm staring into this big ball, which I thought was the sun. You you say something different, but I look into this big ball of light, and I'm staring at this boiling black cauldron of it looked like I was staring into a black cauldron of like oil or something. It was it was it was zooming around and bubbling and um rainbow lights coming out of it and I'm like, What in the and I'm like, Leslie and I and you and I'm thinking maybe I'm just seeing stuff. I'm losing my mind in this place. You come out and you're like oh my god. God, which we said a lot there, a,
2: thousand, a million times. Yeah,
1: oh times. my god, oh my god, yeah. And you, you look at it and you're seeing this too. Thank God, because I was concerned that I was the only one seeing things. We get our friend; she wasn't as I don't know. That, well, we won't discuss that. But no, she, she didn't really so see what we saw. What did you see?
2: What did I see? How
1: did you see it? Did you see it the same way I described?
2: What, what I saw was this circle a ball of light and i kept saying that's not the sun <laughs> i'm sorry but that's not the sun mm-hmm. and i could look right into it which you cannot look into the sun right and uh, i saw shapes in it mhm um i saw strands coming off of it that looked like you could actually go and grab them h- hitting the ground
1: yeah it did it did it looked
2: like ropes coming down it did yeah never seen that in my life and it was just this hypnotic constantly moving swirling thing right. and, and and my thing was we have to get to the top something and i kept saying this is it and i, I have it on video oh my god this is it oh my god yeah. we got to get to the top we got to get to the chateau now Which is what we did. We jumped in the car.
1: And see, I I don't remember. There's little missing pieces for me. Like, little itty-bitty, like, chopped out of my memory. Like, I don't remember that part.
2: It was very surreal because Mm. um, something happened that day.
1: It was strange. I do remember the drive up to Renly Chateau to the top of the mountain. Remember the bats? There was bats everywhere. This was, like, out of a movie.
2: Oh, oh, oh. The bats were dive-bombing the car every night. They
1: were everywhere.
2: But... What was really crazy was the doves. I'm well, that was on doves yeah, for a minute.
1: Yeah, on the well, that was on the I, way back that night, right? Pardon me. That was on our way home.
2: That was on our way home from the creepy second night with the creepy guy.
1: Oh, okay. I was thinking that was the same night as the boiling cauldron sun.
2: Uh. <laughs> You know what? I'm not sure now. Well,
1: anyway, let's anyway, go. Let's go ahead up exactly. onto on top of Renly Chateau, and then we'll we'll talk about the doves down on the way down.
2: Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the the, the car gets dive bombed by two doves, which normally are not out at night, and um, we were actually scared. It was very abnormal, and they were dive bombing the windshield to the point where one of them actually fell on the ground in front of the car. So we had to stop and get out.
1: <laughs> they wouldn't get out of the middle of the road.
2: They would not they get out of the middle there, of the road. They
1: sat there. Like they were and blocking the road.
2: They would not let us proceed, which is telling us like, uh-oh, like is is there danger up ahead? Is this, is it a hit? <laughs> What's going
1: yeah, on? A bird hit.
2: And so finally I get out and i like, oh my God, maybe he's hurt. So I get out and I go over to the dove. And as soon as we get out of the car and I go near him, everybody flies away. Right. It's like, Right. Okay. And, Psych. Yeah, and then we look around like, get in the car now. Yeah, <laughs> you don't
1: walk around there.
2: But right. back to the sky, we actually had to pull over on the way up to Rennes Chateau, and we stopped and we filmed it, and the two of us were just going, oh my God, look at it. It's a hole. It's a hole.
1: Leslie, I have no memory inside of that. Edge. I don't remember that little piece. Isn't that I weird?
2: I have it on video, so it, it happened. That's
0: so weird. A hole inside of what?
2: Uh, It looked like the sky, it was a sunny day, but over Rennes-le-Château, the sky was black, like purple-black. Gotcha. And then in the center of that, there was an opening, a a roundish kind of football-shaped hole, where this light coming out of it was like I've never seen before. It looked like something had, the sky had split open, as crazy as that sounds.
0: Would you say it looked like a Vesica Pisces, this football? Yes, yes isn't there a quote above rinley chateau about um something about a ladder i can't remember yes. what's yeah. the quote
2: uh which one
0: the quote about the ladder part I
2: don't,
0: I'm ladder. Not. yep that one
2: i don't know if that's in the chateau but that is exactly what i thought of though yeah. in the opening of uh with um jacob
1: I think there is. Well, Solomon's Temple, that's where Jacob's Ladder had occurred yeah, in the Bible. Yes. And there's
2: a, there's a lot there, of correlation. There between, is a lot of
1: correlation, yes. Uh,
2: Solomon's Temple and, and the Chateau. So there's a lot of things that are very much intertwined. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that opening, I went, "That, that is, that's heaven. That's a hole into another dimension. You just Which have to counts. go
0: through the football
1: right so <laughs> we go into the church we sit in the it was just it the whole night was just beautiful and they sang you know ave maria three times in yes. different forms from different um uh, composers that was it was just beautiful there's i mean it was magical like beyond i mean i was it's in the front row though oh we sat in the front row right next to um the pulpit where all that energy is and i don't know i was flying it was great um the whole place was full and um the energy was crazy uh really there's nothing I get there's no words for it I mean that's my problem is I mean I'm not you know I'm not full of all kinds of literary references but there's no words that I could even use that I could even think of that would describe how I felt
2: no, that's the problem. That's why I think we just kept saying, "Oh my, oh my god, god!" That's all you can this, say. Th- there's nothing else to say because we we have nothing to compare it to.
0: Well, meanwhile, while you guys were doing that, the muffler fell off of your car. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's what happened on my. End. Back in real
3: life,
1: <laughs> in our dimension, it was a little different. So we end up leaving. It was great. Nothing to say, really. It was. Uh, we took. We, we did take a picture, which I will we'll add in the bonus shots. I look so weird. We, we kind of look, look like, like twins and it's really strange.
0: Uh, actually that was something that I was going to mention in all this process there used to be a twinning process that would happen over and over again, especially with Gemini stuff.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. So well we did. People were like, You guys look like twins and it, we it was were, like
0: transforming Yes. And looking
2: like the Bobsy twins. Even my mother said that.
0: Yeah. And yep. she saw
2: pictures from us there.
0: Well you had it's the eerie. You, you had the same clock.
2: That's we have right.
0: the same clock we do we have the same father father time so you uh-huh. climb you climb the same ladder so naturally that's true
1: yeah there you go right so we leave and we go to the after party and that was interesting
0: excuse me I don't think I remember hearing this yeah the after
1: party
2: the after
0: party yeah
1: there's an after party
2: at the restaurant down the way
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh I see I see yeah, what's happening you now I told about this <laughs> so-,
1: <laughs> so we go there's about
0: to be a mystical ladder tonight <laughs>
1: So we go to this, this little after party and they have champagne and we're just meeting and kind of, you know, schmoozing a little bit. And, um, should we talk about the one weird thing that happened? So we're talking to somebody there. Okay. And we'll, we'll mention that. Well, I don't know why. I guess it got, it was unusually cold. And so that the heat, the heat wasn't really,
2: this was the night, the night before though. But yes, this is Classic.
1: The heat really wasn't working that great for us, and, and we were having some issues with it. And um, we mentioned it to somebody, and um, this person didn't know where we were staying. Right. And uh, we just kind of said, well, you know, and they were talking, asking what we were doing, and we're going to just be here another night, but it's been cold, so we need to get back. And da-da-da. literally, it was like a, what, a five-minute drive,
2: yeah, so literally not like even seven that. minutes later, we arrive back at the hotel.
1: And in front of our door is... Da, da, da,
0: An uh,
2: electric heater.
1: Electric heater.
2: <laughs> out of nowhere.
0: You shouldn't have thought so loud. Right? Hey, Glenn, bring <laughs> forth the heater.
2: <laughs> 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 but come on. We don't know who... Right? right How we're is that even possible?
0: Well, remember those mystical states are kind of tricky.
1: I don't know if somebody, if there was word about us and they were like, oh, the princesses, when they chateau, <laughs> they are out of heat. You must provide. Re-
0: remember, mystical states are kind of tricky that if way. If
1: I would have realized it then, I would have thought of a million dollars for back
0: home.
2: I would yeah, have filled my bank account. It could have manifested something the, a little cooler come than Come on, man, a heater.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of wizard are you? A that, heater. This is what you shall get from your mystical adventure, a heater. <laughs>
2: right darn it
0: <laughs> dang
2: but you know what let's it go back that night <laughs> all
0: right yeah so anyway we uh we ended. That, up
2: that was a rough night though the yes. night With the heater was a rough night that, yeah. that wasn't the night that we had a really hard time
0: there should have been a purge <laughs> there
1: yes. was there
2: was a purge i but thought the-
1: leslie was gonna die out for me
2: I yeah. al- well, I did. I went into anaphylactic shock, yes, that, and
0: I was like, "This is not going to happen that, that's, tonight." That's more what I was expecting, something along those lines.
2: Yeah,
1: she pretty so, much. I had to get. I had to pull out every weapon I had, and at that time, it was rose quartz and some oil. That's a, it was
2: And I had an EpiPen and Benadryl. So we, between us, and I had a phone that didn't work. So calling what, um, well, calling an ambulance would have been out of the question. So
0: what, what was the reaction? Was it centered in a piece of your body, or just all over?
2: Well, anaphylaxis sort of manifests under the skin where it feels like you're basically microwaving from the inside out and <laughs> right. then your your heart starts to pound and then your airways close. So I was getting, getting to hate. the point where I right. needed medical attention, but I was trying to figure out how that was going so I to happen. So I had to get this uh, under control on my own and with Melissa. So there was so much going on under the surface and we haven't really gotten into all of that but we won't at right now but we don't um, have time to get into
1: it right now but
2: yeah so there was a purge happening and a lot of old memories that i have not either i didn't ever know or haven't thought of in years started popping up it was a really yeah like an initiation kind of that's what we
0: were doing welcome to scorpio land
2: yeah (laughs) And, and they were unpleasant things to remember and relive and that put me you know because of my illness um i go into anaphylactic shock from stress so it sent me into anaphylactic shock so that that was not a fun night for me it was really i was kind of worried i wasn't going to make it right but i did we
1: made it we did yep it was good yep yes so um yeah, that was a that was a rough night. I I was pretty sure you'd be okay, but um, it was still scary. Let me just say, um, yeah. we end up uh, that was our last night there, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. Then right. we we
2: um, hightailed it out of there. Yeah, the, the next day, and we went to
0: Montségur. I, th- I think we're gonna have to dedicate another episode to Montségur.
2: That's what I was thinking.
1: We might have to just uh, make this a two episode part. We could do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because
1: there's a lot to cover. There is a Excuse massive me. amount to cover.
2: This was just sort of the... Yeah, there, and we didn't even talk about the plateau. So, there, yeah, there's a lot. Well, to well
1: we can talk about... Uh, how much time do we have left, Joe Bill? Two minutes. Two okay. minutes? We could probably do a little bit... We could probably finish up with the, um, with the uh, uh, plateau. Okay. And then part two, we'll just take off to Mont Segur That's okay. our part two room. Okay? Perfect. All right. So, we'll just take a break right here, and we'll be back with the plateau.
0: enjoying the show why not subscribe to us using your rss feed reader our podcast subscription software that way when we release a show you'll get it instantly without having to search for it and that's pretty cool go ahead do it you know you want to and we're back And
1: so we kind of left off our evening at uh, Renly Chateau, uh, the weird uh, split in time and ripping of the fabric of space, and uh, the black sun. So uh, that was eventful.
0: Yeah, what'd you do in France? Saw the black sun. Yeah, (laughs) that happens. Soul Niger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, the park. <laughs> so uh we we had a, an enjoyable time and we had the heater that showed up and we manifested I, it but
0: i should mention this is all very old and not totally crazy in other words like this was done anciently often
1: right and i think that well we discussed over the break that you maybe another episode we could discuss yes more about what happened to us right you've got the some knowledge about that which is interesting
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that.
1: All right, so let's talk about when we, we kind of did skip over during one of these days. We did do stuff during the day, and we went over to this, you discussed this plateau. You talked about it when you were with Gloria. Yes. And um, talk a little bit about what that plateau is and about a little bit about uh, Elizabeth Van Buren.
2: Okay, um, like I had said I would driven by there many times and never noticed it, and most people actually drive by. Other than the fact that it has a tower on it, you don't really take notice of it, but I did because one thing that stood out, and I'm a little hesitant to talk about this, was I kept saying that plateau is not natural. It's been made. Huh. And Gloria just kept looking at me like, what, what? It, it was It was actually, there's such thing as terraforming, It looks like it has been carved. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what was really hitting me. And I was picking up on a very, very ancient source there that I didn't pick up on anywhere else. Hmm. Um, So when I first got there with Gloria and we did all the things that we did, it 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 merely confirmed what I was already feeling, that there was something very significant underground there. And this is what elizabeth van buren she wrote the book refuge of the apocalypse
1: right which i have a copy of and yes. we were lucky enough to grab a copy of that it's when it was a, like 20 bucks because it goes for about 200 dollars. it's some
0: right light reading <laughs>
2: yeah yeah, <hardly. laughs> right. yeah it's it's pretty heavy
0: bizarre reading
2: but her whole theory uh she has some amazing theories but one of them is that that is the refuge of the apocalypse so um and her theory is that there is something underground there that is not of this world and probably goes back to atlantean times or before that's her theory
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and normally i wouldn't really know what to think about that but when i was standing there looking at it standing on it i went right okay right
1: so you so you took me up there because I I mean it's nothing that does really stand out in the landscape like it's not something it just looks like some land and uh then we went up the rocky road and um (laughs) literally and Mm -hmm. um pulled over walked a lot we were walking and there was these growth of trees that were they were planted and they'd been there a while in the shape of a bee yeah, and I thought, well, this is really weird. So we walk over towards this. What, what were they? Uh, pine trees, like the a, a grove pine of pine
2: trees in the shape of a V.
1: A V, and we walk into this V, and we start to hear this, whoosh, like it was. It was very strange. I mean, you could hear this strange whooshing sound,
2: like water, water right. rushing under us, or even I don't know, even and the more wind. so. was something.
1: Yeah. It, it was like, it was pretty hot, like on the plateau. So, and it just looks like kind of deserty. Like it's, it, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's dry grass. It's not really anything.
2: Well, can I just interject there? There's sure. one story that is really important with Elizabeth Van Buren and that particular spot. She tried to get water. Notice how dry it was. Right. She tried to get water from the town um, to run to that Plateau, so she could have this uh, fountain, and she built the fountain with lions, right. four There's lions,
1: four lions, and it's a big square.
3: Yeah, yep.
2: and the town refused, and she off she offered it donate to donate it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and they still refused. They would yeah. not let her run water to that area, and that was a real shocker for me. That meant something. It, it was like a warning bell going off. Right. Why would Why? they not let her have water right. there? Why? And when Why? We were there, we could hear. What sounded like right. rushing water.
0: Right. Well, if it were sh- shaped in the shape of a V, right, in its trees, yeah. what do trees usually symbolize? The goddess. Right. So the sound you heard was probably. Oh, the shape of a V. Aether.
1: Aether. I
0: see. So probably she was trying to mirror it below the ground as well. In other words, water above, water below. As above so below right.
2: Right.
1: right right so we start to walk around that that area and there's also these little beehive like build like little little beehive buildings made the out of stone huts stone huts. she must have
2: to the druids i think did she very, ha- very
0: old they are very old did she have any tie to any of the goddesses or anything that we know of
2: um, well, if you ask a local, they'll tell you that it was for sheep to go into in a storm, and I chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, oh did okay. you mean
1: Elizabeth or?
0: Yeah, I meant Elizabeth.
1: Oh, did she have any ties to the um, goddess?
2: You know, well, she yeah, she did. Yes, definitely. But I don't know about the little the little stone huts. But uh, yeah, she she was very much into. The astrology being on the ground, right? Everything was mapped out perfectly with sacred geometry, but the constellations were actually on the ground. So right. I, th- I think actually Scorpio is right in the center of the chateau, and it's pretty incredible how she mapped hmm. it all. Out.
0: She's she's actually right. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah,
2: She she was- she, is, she was bang on. I have a real affinity to her, um, but we started seeing some pretty interesting things we did after going through that um the v
1: after we went through the v we started walking towards this tower that you talked about that she had rebuilt this watchtower and i'm like well looking at the ground as we're walking you know i'm just kind of making sure because i don't know what's up here (laughs) and we're walking around and i start seeing these red squiggly lines everywhere like just yeah and i'm like what is that I'm seeing like these little red, and here's Melissa. Duh moment. I'm like, I'm seeing like little red snakes everywhere. I did not put <laughs> God, this is so bad, <laughs> till like two months ago. Oh my God, we were seeing les serpents rouges. Yeah, red snakes everywhere,
2: <laughs> everywhere.
1: I didn't catch it till like two months ago. I was talking about it. And I'm like. <gasps> We saw them. We were seeing these. And, and so I took a picture thinking, because I couldn't tell. If, and I looked around, and it wasn't anywhere else. So it wasn't my eyes. It was just on this plateau ground. And this is after
0: the V? Yes.
2: Yeah. And just right where we were walking, and we both were seeing them at the same
0: time. Right. Well, then you know a little extra about the V. Well, a snake uh-huh. and a V. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm starting to see something for me. And the element of Mars.
1: Oh now and she has a tower and a pool of water. Right. Get it? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now I'm starting to get this. And a pillar. A pillar, yes. Oh, there is a pillar too.
0: There is a pillar. Drink drink Martian water, it's good for you.
1: <laughs> so we walk over to this tower and we notice a car pulls up do you remember that
2: I remember the three um, the three that came up out of nowhere there was what? somebody
1: else watching us that was staying oh, down right, at- right
2: right 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 yeah. oh him yes
1: yes he was dead he was there was a guy that was staying at La Lavadou in this big old uh, RV and He kind of was always keeping eyeballs open on us. Like, he was just always around watching us. And if we came home late, he was still up watching us. If we, every time we got in a car to leave, he would get, well, he comes over to this plateau and he starts walking toward us and we're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Go away. Go away. Go away. And we just start just like ignoring him. And he did never come up to us, but...
2: But I got questioned later about
1: it. He did want to know what we were doing up there. Yes. And he kind of grilled her. What did he say to it's you?
2: Suspicious. Like, what were you, what were you guys doing up there? I, I could tell you guys were doing something up there. And I was like, nope, going for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Just going for a walk. It's beautiful up there. Lovely the, day.
0: The right answer was summoning Satan. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> That'd no.
1: be a nickname yeah. on that, eh?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Not summoning <laughs> Satan. No.
2: <laughs> be honest answer is we weren't doing as far as we were concerned, we weren't doing anything no. wrong or anything weird. We were we just were exploring. Just, yeah, we were just walking around in a field and the weirdest in, things were happening.
0: In France but, the answer is summoning Satan always. No.
2: <laughs> but but then the the three horses of the apocalypse showed up.
0: There you go.
1: Now we have three people on horses, two guys and a gal. Walk out uh, or ride up on oh, these horses. Okay. And they they all had yellow blankets. Like they had uniform. They weren't in uniform, but kind of like they were all dressed alike.
2: Well, their horses had matching yellow saddle pads. Which yes. I've been riding my whole life. I've never seen a yellow saddle pad ever. But um, they seemed like they were all kind of uniformed the way they were. Yep. And very curious about what we were doing, mm-hmm. if we were okay.
1: Yep, had to make sure. Are you guys doing okay? Like, yeah. do we look like we're not doing okay? Like, do I, it, am I like, what is making you think that we're not okay here?
2: But they, they literally came out of
1: nowhere. Nowhere. Nowhere.
3: I don't know where they um, came And from. we're That's on a plateau, big, you can field. see,
1: Yeah. They literally, I'm like, why are there three horses walking towards us? Where did they come from? <laughs> there is a guard tower there, by the way, a little guard shack, I should say.
2: Yeah, and there's there's motion sensors. So. There
1: are motion sensors t- before you go up there, which is weird. Yeah. And I think some other people, I i don't know, I can't remember who, would matter, I would mention them anyway. Didn't they go up there trying to get explore at night, and they got really reprimanded about it?
2: Oh, uh, yes, that was who told me about... Things getting really weird at the hotel, and because they were up there at night, yeah, t- trying to get into trouble. And I would never. You're oh, talking about a very beautiful, safe, no. amazing place, I would, but I would not suggest running around there doing no at night.
1: No, and no, and no. <laughs> no, no, no. You have
2: to be very, very respectful very. and cautious with that.
1: Very yes,
2: I, I know that now. It's, Maybe before I went there, I would have been like, "Oh,
1: sure, why not?" And nope. No. Mm-mm. So, all right. So that was our experience up there. We kind of hung out. I don't really understand everything. What, with the guard, we tried to get into the guard tower. Maybe we shouldn't have tried. We couldn't get in. Um, Wait, what could we... Th- the guard tower. I said we kinda tried we opened the door, we tried it but no. Well, okay. I,
2: I was told that the the people at the hotel apparently have a key but can't find the key and it, it was very weird as to who has the key and apparently when Elizabeth Van Buren owned it, there would literally be lightning storms on top of that plateau once you'd be up there doing her thing. Whoa. In the tower. So I have a feeling that it's locked for...
0: The a- the tower in Tarot involves lightning strikes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Not to mention Migdal and Aquarius have a lot of commonality there. hmm
2: and, and I have pictures of that tower where the entire top of it is just a big ball of white. <laughs>
1: so that would have gotten interesting had, you know, hypothetically, uh, I gotten in the tower and Leslie went up to Scorpio Renly Chateau. Yeah. That could have been weird. Yes.
2: Been up to Tour Magdala on top of uh, that tower.
1: Right, I, yeah. Which I never did. We didn't go in there.
2: Not I, this time, no. Why didn't I
1: go in there? I don't even know. No,
2: we didn't make it there this time. We'd have to go through the whole museum and go through the whole domain and everything. Right. It's, it's a good hour or so to... But we didn't do that. We were, we were pretty busy, though.
1: <laughs> we were. We stayed very busy.
2: Yeah. So... The, but there is so much underlying. We also went into that little stone hut and things were a bit strange in there. The energy was weird. and yeah. You know, I know was having
1: a kind of weird memory vision thing happen to me up there where it was Rome during like Roman era. Not, yes. it wasn't Rome, but it was dur- I should say, during Roman era
2: well yeah they they were occupying that whole area and uh i know other people who have had very strong visions of roman occupation and people fleeing and hiding That's on what that i Plateau. Was,
1: yes i was having memories of living in the area and i yep. was having memories and and i've i've been hit with memories in certain places and moments in time but this was this was like even now recalling it it was so thick and so strong that it actually feels like it happened when I was there do you know what I mean like it was heavy duty so
2: well you know that the the ruins some of the ruins on there are rumored to be and there's no proof of this obviously but Mary Magdalene's home is supposed to be Oh, I didn't
1: know that on top of that plateau Mm -hmm. wow I didn't know that that's where she hanged that's
2: what they say and that's also where she said to have been hiding from the romans at some point when they were chasing her so
1: interesting
2: it's very very connected if you believe in all that so Hmm.
1: right so uh i guess we'll go ahead and uh, stop and we'll take a break or actually i think we're going to end this episode we're going to make this a two-parter so we're going to go ahead and um episode eight we'll continue our story on episode nine so uh come back take a listen thank you Leslie, for your time
2: thank you for having me i enjoyed it
1: i love discussing our our uh, trip it's it was uh it's like uh, living it all
0: over again
2: i know me too
0: i'll be there too okay <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: all right you come right. next time all right bye. all right bye
4: French water makes me smarter French water makes me suave French water is so sparkling fresh and clean French water's better for you Cause it's taken from a cave By the classy folks who made the guillotine French water Turned my whole life around French water Makes my hair grow pretty French water From the French underground French water is the only drink for me I went down to the market with an unenlightened friend He said, hey buddy, let me get this clear near three bucks a bottle it's an awful lot to spend it don't get you drunk but it costs more than beer i quoted revelations where old jesus comes again it says he does things differently next time he crashes swanky parties running out of avian and he makes that holy water out of wine
0: will leslie and melissa find their way out of france we don't know we do know that they're narrating, so it seems like they should find their way out, but maybe it's a trick. Maybe they never did. Tune in for Episode 9 to find out more about that. But for now, it's time for the reading of the credits. We have Paris Ballade by Dana Aboul. We have Rainy Night Accordion, also by Dana Aboul. We have Clitchy Waltz by Dana Aboul. Tomorrow Comes Accordion. Danabool, noticing her theme. In the French Court by Etescu. Lignus Clairs by Mizazek. And French Water by Smoky Hormel. I'm Jill Bill Scherzinger, signing out.
4: together and they bottle it to sell now they laugh and say it might as well be gold last night with my lady as i took her off to bliss she said my god how can you go so long i stood up naked and i said it goes like this and i sang the chorus from this french water song french water makes you better in bed french water Really sexy French water Several studies have said French water increases potency French water No expense should be spared French water And you say bourgeoisie French water It might be full of air, But French water is the only